Hi everybody, Pete Sardis again for The Lawyer. You know we are talking Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos again today, week 12 of the trial. Frankly, pretty boring week this week, except I'm gonna drop a bombshell on you and we're also gonna answer some questions and I'll do some predictions. So if you like the videos, please hit like. As always, if you're enjoying the series, please subscribe to our channel. We do a lot more than just Theranos. We do a lot of other legal topics that might be of interest to you. And again, please leave me comments, especially today, because I'm gonna be asking you your opinions. So with that, let's go. Week 12 of trial total, 11th week of prosecution, 29 witnesses deep, and the prosecution has rested. They have ended their case. They have submitted all the evidence they're going to submit in their case in chief. This happens Friday, kind of right around the noontime hour. Judge pretty much asks the defense what they want to do and the bombshell, wait for it. The defense calls Elizabeth Holmes herself, first witness for the defense out of the box. She goes on the stand at three o'clock in the afternoon on Friday, and it was a lot of softballs, but I will tell you, she is using the voice. They cleaned her up a little bit, and I think that they've done a decent job personifying her, making her more human, if you will. She was not in her traditional you know, black turtleneck or her turtlenecks generally. She was in a gray suit with a blouse, more what we would consider standard you know, women's professional business attire. She goes on the stand, she is using the voice, and she starts off by just talking about her background. She talked about going to school at Stanford and then at 19 realized that she wanted to do something else. She leaves Stanford and testifies that she used the money that her parents had put aside for college in order to invest and start up the Theranos concept, which actually had a different name at the time. And that name was Real Time Cures at the time. And obviously they changed the name of the company going forward. Uh, her lawyer did ask her one, I guess, hardball question, which was at the time, did Theranos' technology or uh, Real Time Cures technology actually test for anything? And she said the answer was yes, it did actually uh, successfully test for something. So we'll see how that develops over time. But it was about an hour's worth of testimony, at which point they took a break for the weekend. What do you think is going to happen this week? I, I don't know how long she's gonna testify. What do you think? You think they're gonna leave her up there a long time? Do you think the defense is gonna to try to get her in and out? I'll tell you what I think. I think it was a gutsy move. I personally would not have put her on the stand. Uh, but I can understand what the, def the defense is doing. We call it a Hail Mary. They're putting her up there, I think, that the purpose is to personify her, to make her look more human, to make her likable. It is the first time the jury has seen Elizabeth Holmes in trial without her mask on. It's the first time they've actually gotten to make eye contact and hear her and see her and actually interact with her. So that may be the reason that the defense has decided to do this. Now, are they gonna ask her some hardball questions? I'm sure they have to do something because there's gonna be a lot of latitude that is given to the prosecution when they come and cross-examine her. And the prosecution has alluded over the course of time that they hope Elizabeth Holmes takes a stand because they can't wait to cross-examine her. So we'll see how this plays out this week, but what do you think? What would you ask Elizabeth Holmes if you were her lawyers on the stand? Uh, what questions would you ask about Theranos. What questions would you ask about her relationship with Sonny Balwani? 
where would you take, where would you try to guide her testimony or recognize that the government is coming in here right after you and they're going to be able to cross-examine her. They're going to be able to show her documents. They're going to be able to pick out any inconsistencies that she testifies to and exploit them. Beyond that, how long would you keep her on the stand on direct? Would you do it quick or would you let her stay on the stand for a long time to get her feel? Me, personally, I wouldn't have put her on. And if I did put her on for a Hail Mary, I want to get her on quick and get her off quick. And then I would try to use other witnesses to hide her testimony if it becomes a disaster. Uh, but it's a risk. We'll see what happens this week. There are some questions uh, that I did get over the weekend that I want to answer one in particular. I got a question that asked me why didn't or why haven't the investors of Theranos sued the individual board members of the company? Good question. The answer is they have, but not in the way you think. There are shareholder suits and derivative suits. And these are lawsuits that are directed towards the company by either people that have a stake in the company or the shareholders themselves. Now, when you sue your own company, obviously, you're suing for errors and omissions, which is what would be covered under you guys let this thing go on and obviously we all lost our money and you made bad decisions. So yes, you can sue the company, you can sue the board of directors, but they have errors and omissions insurance. So you don't actually sue the individual person. You don't shoot, sue Greg Schultz. You don't sue the people uh, on the board. You sue the company and the board in its official capacity. And I think that's the distinction of what some of you all have been asking. It's not like you can just file a lawsuit, You know. John Doe versus George Schultz and sue him personally for the decisions he made. All of those decisions and all of that liability stems from his professional position on the board, which is a uh, company lawsuit, which is also covered by the company's insurance. So yes, a lot of these people, I get it, have a lot of money and their personal estates, their personal assets could probably cover a lot of the investor loss, but you cannot get to those personal assets uh, in a derivative or a shareholder suit. So beyond that, let me know what you think is going to happen today. Please leave those comments and we are going to do another one of these videos before Thanksgiving. I'm going to try to do as much of this as I can before that happens. And I'm also going to give you as much update as I can while Elizabeth Holmes is testifying. And if she ends quickly, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it then. With that, stay tuned. Let's see how this plays out. Thanks for watching this episode of The Lawyer You Know. If you like this content, please share it with your friends. Make sure you subscribe to our page and like our videos. If you want some interaction, get in the comments and we'll be sure to get back to you. If you want to know any more information about our firm or this page, you can find out in the description or visit tragoslaw.com. We post multiple times throughout the week, so make sure you hit that bell so you can get the notification and not miss out on the next episode.